Naboth, the Jezreelite, had a vineyard which was in Jezreel, beside the palace of Ahab the king of Samaria. Ahab spoke to Naboth, saying, Give me your vineyard, that I may have it for a vegetable garden, because it is close beside my house, and I will give you a better vineyard than it, than it in, this, in its place, if you, if you like, and I will give you the price of, of it in money. But Naboth said to Ahab, the Lord forbid me that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers. So Ahab became, came to his house, sullen and vexed because of the word that Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he said, I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers. And he lay down on his bed and turned his face, turned away his face and ate no food. Wow. I will tell you what. Uh, this, this story has to be one of the most, uh, I don't know, uh, babyish things you've ever seen a king do. You know, Ahab decides he wants Naboth's vineyard. I don't know, maybe the landscape architect had suggested it. You know, he really needs that vineyard. It's really close to the palace. He wants that vineyard. And, uh, well, what does he offer to do for Naboth? Give him a better vineyard, uh, pay him money. Yeah. I mean, Ahab's offer is the soul of reason. I'll do anything you want. I'll give you a better one. I'll give you whatever money you want for it. You know, anything. And Naboth? God won't let me do that. Yeah, he won't sell it. Why won't he sell it? He wasn't supposed to. Supposed to keep it in the family. Yeah, I think that may be the idea here, that it's the family property that God would have wanted him to keep in the family, and therefore that he's not gonna sell it. You know, because what it's not the money. You know, it's it's having that family property to pass down, so he's not gonna sell it. Well, how does Ahab deal with that? <laughs> like a spoiled brat. He goes home, vexed, lays down his bed, he won't eat anything. <laughs> wow. I mean, I thought you overcame that when you were six. <laughs> I guess when you have everything, if there's one thing you don't have, it's all you can think about. Thoughts and comments? He must have gotten over his other uh, sullenness and vexation, <laughs> <laughs> so he could do it again. Yeah, yeah. How are you going to be sullen if you don't get better, right? <laughs> just right. He's a really sully guy. And being told that you're going to die is just as bad as being told you can't have the vineyard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same response. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, it strikes me as like a poor agricultural exchange as well because you have a, a vineyard that takes time to establish and you want to rip it out so you can plant carrots and tomatoes and in, in an area you know and it's not like you can just go back to a producing vineyard the next year it doesn't work that way Good point. Um, I mean it's, it's not it doesn't even make sense from an agricultural standpoint, in, you know, in my opinion, so. Yeah, interesting thought.
Yeah, I was thinking along those lines. It's like, if he's willing to give him a better one, why doesn't he just make a better one for himself? But apparently it's the location. Yeah, location's everything. <laughs> location, location, and location. He wanted, he wanted a vegetable garden. Okay, this vineyard's the only possible place for a vegetable <laughs> garden near your house? Well, doesn't it get to when you can't have it, that's when you want it more, too. Yeah, of course. Well, enter... Miss Jezebel, <laughs> 5 to 16. But Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said to him, How is it that your spirit is so sullen that you are not eating food? So he said to her, Because I spoke to Naboth the Jezreelite and said to him, Give me your vineyard for money, or else if it pleases you, I will give you a vineyard in its place. But he said, I will not give you my vineyard. Jezebel, his wife, said to him, do you now reign over Israel? Arise, eat bread, and let your heart be joyful. I will give you the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. So she wrote letters in Ahab's name and sealed them with his seal and sent letters to the elders and to the nobles who were living with Naboth in his city. Now she wrote in the letters saying, Proclaim a fast and seat Naboth at the head of the people and seat two worthless men before him and let them testify against him saying, You cursed God and the king then take him out and stone him to death. So the men of his city, the elders and the nobles who lived in his city, did as Jezebel had sent word to them, just as it was written in the letters which she had sent them. They proclaimed a fast and seated Naboth at the head of the people. Then the two worthless men came in and sat before him, and the worthless men testified against him, even against Naboth, before the people, saying, Naboth cursed God and the king. So they took him outside the city and stoned him to death with stones. Then they sent word to Jezebel, saying, Naboth has been stoned and is dead. It came about when Jezebel heard that Naboth had been stoned and was dead, that Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise, take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite, which he refused to give you for money, for Naboth is not alive but dead. It came about when Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, that Ahab arose to go down to the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite to take possession of it. Okay, Jezebel comes in. Oh, what's wrong, Ahab, dear? You know, how are you so sullen that you're not eating anything? And he tells her it's because Naboth won't give him the vineyard. She says, oh, well, I'll, I, I, will, I will give you, you know, the vineyard. You, you, I, aren't you the king? You know, don't you reign over Israel? Don't you worry your little head. I'll take care of it for you. Now, you know, I think Ahab's conduct baffles Jezebel. Remember who she is. Who is she? Daughter of a king. Yeah. She's a Sidonian princess. You know, her daddy would have never put up with resistance like this from a subject. You know, she comes from a royal family that's accustomed to getting its own way. So, I mean, it's like, huh? You know, if you're a king, you do what you want Want to. If, if anybody resists, just run over him. So, you know, poor poor Ahab, you know, he still thinks the king is subject to the law instead of realizing he is the law. You know, from her perspective, well, if the king wants it, he gets it, period. Who cares what has to happen? And so, what does she do to get the vineyard for Ahab? Frames Naboth and has him killed. Yeah, that's basically it. Follows good judicial procedure. You know, as the witness brought and blah blah blah. Of course, 
paid off the witnesses to do this, but you know, she she gets this all, and and they have to stone for poor Naboth, and uh, Naboth's name keeps coming up in this a lot. It's like she can't put his ghost to death, you know. <laughs> the, the story just keeps mentioning Naboth, 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 and uh, you know, but but actually, this was a stroke of brilliance on Jezebel's part because now what? Ahab gets it without paying anything. Now we know from 2 Kings 9.26 that Naboth's sons were also stoned. That would be relevant in the sense that, you know, if he got stoned, his heirs would get it, but he doesn't have any heirs Where do you left. Find it? 2 Kings 9.26. Um, so, I mean, basically the property reverts to the crown when there's no heir to, to, to occupy it. And so now it's his. You can go take it. And uh, Ahab, of course, is totally innocent. He, he had nothing to do with any of this. Yeah, true. Is, is that the way that usually works, too? You know, I mean, the president never knew anything about it. Plausible deniability. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, well, he didn't know. Nothing like, well, I didn't tell anything to him, you know. The, the, why, the, 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 the owner, the boss, what, no, he didn't know anything about it. You know, that's the way you do those things. You know, you have to be careful. No record is kept. And maybe you you kind of make it to where, yeah, they, they didn't know anything about it. They, of course, are behind it all. But, you know, you never really, you know, they, there's all kinds of ways of doctoring that up. And so, you know, what did Ahab think Jezebel was going to do to get the vineyard for him anyway? Well, he just didn't know anything about it, you know. It just happened, and poor, poor Naboth, he sinned and got killed, and well, no, no, he's got to take the vineyard, you know. Ah, shoot. Just, uh, you, you, you hate these power-hungry kings and queens. You know, just, they manipulate anything to get what they want. So, comments or questions? funny whenever he tells Jezebel what he said to Naboth like he goes through his whole thing about how he was going to pay money for it or exchange for it and he's like and Naboth said I won't give it to you it like doesn't mention anything about his reasoning it was just sounded like he was just greedy and wouldn't give it to him yeah uh, and and greedy and wouldn't give it to him he'd make more money if he does <laughs> why did why did the men of Naboth's city, the elders and the nobles, why did they go along with this? It's Jezebel. She's the queen. She calls the shots. I mean, you see what happens when somebody won't play ball with the government around here. I think they know. You know, you better do what they say. I mean, you get bumped off in Jezebel's kingdom if, if you don't, you know, Cooperate. And do we know anything about Naboth's character other than the Lord forbid me that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers? I don't think we do really do know much of anything about Naboth. Because I didn't know if that played into why the elders were willing to go along with Jezebel's plan, or if it's just 
the letter from the king says, set this guy up and stone him. Yeah, I, I assume they just kind of, you, you know which side your bread's buttered on, you're going to cooperate with Jezebel. And, uh, you know, if you'd like to save your neck, you cooperate with Jezebel. All right, other comments or questions through 16? I like how he says over and over Naboth is dead, not that he was killed. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, well, the result of him being killed, he is dead. <laughs> and it sounds better. It does, mm -hmm. yes. We always say those things. Well, well uh, <laughs> Naboth's dead now. You know, didn't have anything to do with it. Got run over by an ox. Yeah. Crossing the street. There was, there, was a, there was kind of a, a stone shower one day, and <laughs> there he was. <laughs> he died of natural causes. You know, he was crushed by stones. So <laughs> naturally, he would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it gives new meaning to getting stoned. <laughs> Other thoughts? Did, did Nabal have the option of selling this land and, and redeeming it that the year of Jubilee and, and all of that kind of... Perhaps not. Okay. I mean, well, perhaps at least he would have had to sell it only to the year of Jubilee, which wouldn't have been a definitive sale. Right, right. I, there's some question marks about that. Okay. Well, how about 17 to 26? Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Arise and go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, who is in Samaria. Behold, he is in the vineyard of Naboth, where he has gone down to take possession of it. You shall speak to him, saying, Thus says the Lord, Have you murdered and also taken possession? And you speak to him, saying, Thus says the Lord, in the place where the dogs licked up the blood of Naboth, the dog will lick up your blood, even yours. Ahab said to Elijah, Have you found me, O my enemy? And he answered, I have found you, because you have sold yourself to do evil in the sight of the Lord. Behold, I will bring evil upon you, and will utterly sweep you away, and will cut off from Ahab every male, both bond and free in Israel. And I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Baasha, the son of Ahijah. Because of the provocation with which you have provoked me to anger, because you have made Israel sin. Of Jezebel also has the Lord spoken, saying, The dogs will eat Jezebel in the district of Jezreel. Uh, the one belonging to Ahab who dies in the city, the dogs will eat. And the one who dies in the field, the birds of heaven will eat. Surely there was no one like Ahab who sold himself to do evil in the sight of the Lord, because Jezebel his wife incited him. He acted very abominably in following idols according to all the Amorites had done, whom the Lord cast out before the sons of Israel. So the Lord orders Elijah to meet Ahab at the scene of the crime. Right down there in Naboth's vineyard where he's gone to claim it. And uh, he's supposed to charge him with murder and theft. You know, and uh, well, Elijah goes down there and what's Ahab say? Have you found me, my enemy? <laughs> now, why is Elijah Ahab's enemy? Because God is his enemy. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. 
And I think he probably has a pretty good idea what Elijah's going to say next. You know, he, he doesn't want to hear the truth. And um, so uh, Elijah said, God is going to utterly sweep you away, all of you. Your whole family is going to be wiped out just like Jeroboam's was and just like Basha's family was. The dogs will eat Jezebel. And uh, so really strong words of judgment, you know, against Ahab. Um, He was just really horrible, you know, and just really pathetic situations. I mean, this is just, there's no... Who could possibly say this was anything other than just totally selfish, violent, oppressive, um, just really bad? And so God's going to destroy the family. He leaves. He doesn't leave this in doubt. Comments and thoughts on this? Well, bet you don't see this one coming. Twenty-seven to twenty-nine. Came about when Ahab heard these words that he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and fasted, and he lay in sackcloth and went about despondently. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Do you see how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he has humbled himself before me, I will not bring the evil in his days, but I will bring the evil upon his house in his son's days. Would you have expected that? What does Ahab do? I was expecting sullen and vexed. <laughs> yeah, that would have been more in uh, keeping with his uh, previous uh, habits, but what does he do? He humbles himself. He repents. And doesn't need. He didn't need the beginning of the chapter because he was sullen and vexed. Here at the end of the chapter, he fasts and doesn't eat because he's, you know, grieving his sin. Wow. You know, it looks to me like there's pretty much hope for anybody, no matter what they've done. I mean, of all the people, I would never have given a dime, you know, for the chances for them to repent. I mean, God says, do you see how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he's humbled himself before me, I will not bring the evil in his days. Now, I think from chapter 22, Ahab does revert back. Sometimes that happens too. But I mean, I take it that the Lord sees this. He really humbled himself. He really, well, he changed. It's just, just, wow, that's an amazing thing. You just never really know. So we, you know, sometimes we can underestimate people's, the possibility of somebody changing, somebody, you know, really listening. Thoughts and comments. All right, well, how about 22, 1 to 4? Three years passed without war between Aram and Israel. In the third year, Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. Now the king of Israel said to his servants, Do you know that Ramoth Gilead belongs to us, and we are still 